Hey, it's Games, Grit, and Gratitude, Real Talk with Jean Leggett. Hey, it's Jean and Roger, and we are welcoming you into 2021. We're already winners because we survived 2020. Hot damn, Roger. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I'm glad 2020 is behind us. There's a lot of things that I wanted to leave in 2020. Um, I'm not going to get into them, but man, there's a lot of things that should just stay in 2020. I'll you know what? That. We could just pretend it was like we all went to Vegas and had a horrible time. <laughs> and what stays, what is it? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Vegas, stays in Vegas Let yeah. us leave that behind us. But <laughs> listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this this new year, this this blank slate of games, grit, and gratitude. And this episode is called Travolta Reads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to be fair, it is actually called Tabula Rasa. But I was telling Roger as I was doing the, uh, I use a swipe keyboard on my phone and I went Tabula Rasa. And of course, my phone doesn't speak Latin. It yeah. wrote Travolta Reads. And I went, <laughs> Let us embrace Travolta Reads, Tabula That's Rasa. Right. And right. for those of you who are unfamiliar with the phrase Tabula Rasa, what that means is blank slate. And it's it's the beginning of a new year. And people like to do that whole oh, it's the beginning of the new year and I want to set some goals. And so that's what we're gonna be talking about today, Roger. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's good. I because you brought this idea up um when we were saying what what should our next episode be? And, uh, you know, we had some things, uh, in the works of what we were talking about before the year's end. And then we said, well, you said, let's do a goal setting episode. And I said, yeah, that's a great idea. So I like this idea a lot. I want to do goal setting with a little bit of a life coaching twist on it because, you know, everybody starts off the year and they're like, yeah, I'm somehow going to be version 2.021 of myself, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, so let's let's talk about goal setting and and let's talk about that the the upside and the downside to goal setting. So we're going to have a meaningful conversation about it. The worksheet for this one is going to be seriously awesome and might even be called Travolta Reads, but <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we're going to need to include that little gif of Travolta, the Pokemon gif. You've seen it? Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. All right, Roger, do you want oh, nice. to jump us in with some questions? Sure. And you know, the best part about, like, I will say this, um, the best part about these shows, and maybe people don't know this, but when I jump into these questions, I have no idea how you're going to answer these. So... <laughs> have, have, I, so. have I surprised you? Um, sometimes I'm, I'm actually really interested in some of these answers because, you know, I was thinking about what kind of questions I want to ask for goal setting and, uh, and some of them seem pretty basic. Like I was thinking, well, like, where do you start? Right. So I wanted to ask some basic questions, but, um, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are in some of these, these, uh, questions, but yeah, I just want everybody to know, like when we go into this, we don't, there's no dress rehearsal. It's all, this is all. It's not live because we edit it, but, you know, it's live enough, right? It's on the fly. (laughs) It's on the fly. So, all right. So here's the questions that I have for you. So the first one I have here is when setting goals, 
Where do you start? Uh, Where do you start? Well, you know, the one thing that I have noticed on Twitter, especially because that's basically where I live these days. I'm I'm (laughs) not cool enough to be on TikTok, although I have gotten addicted to it in (laughs) December. Um, and I notice that people like to get really reflective of how the previous year went. So they might talk about some of their highlights, their lowlights, and what it is that they'd like to set out for the coming year. I have some nebulous thoughts sort of like floating around in my head. But I've spent the last two weeks basically just blobbing on my couch and resting and sleeping and eating. Um, so I haven't put any mental energy towards goal setting. So first of all, Making the space in your schedule for action. And the first action might be doing the goal setting piece. Before we jump in, I want readers, listeners, lovers to know that you could do this two weeks into January. You could do this two months into the new year. Like it really doesn't matter. This whole idea of a blank slate is just you make a decision. Here is From here on out, this is the action that I want to implement. So before we even get to goal setting, Roger, one thing that people always forget are how to reframe our mental perspective Mm. and also to set expectations. So I actually was looking through some very old life coaching workshops that I did seven years ago. And this whole reframing thing popped out. I'm like, oh, yeah, we definitely got to talk about reframing. So for example... Sometimes people go in, they're like, oh, an area of my life that I feel stuck in is, is there an area of your life that you want to volunteer, Roger? An area of life that I'm stuck in? Um, I want to be a better writer. Oh, that, okay. So that, an area of that, your life that you feel stuck in is the, what is it? Like, are you frustrated? Are you anxious? Are you... Um, I get frustrated because I have a lot of ideas, but then like when I write them, like this is going to sound bad because I'm sorry, English teachers and my previous English teachers, but I have a problem with tenses. I write in, I, I'd write in tenses. (laughs) I'd write poorly. Okay. I mean, I don't write poorly, but I mean, I'll mix my tenses up sometimes, right? So I'll write in present tense and then sometimes I'll write in past tense and sometimes I'll write in future tense and people read and be like, what are you trying to say here? So I work really hard at writing in present tense. Um, but I struggle with, you know, I struggle putting my thoughts to paper and then I get frustrated with myself. What I'm hearing is that the struggle is not so much with the putting the thoughts on the paper, but the struggle is with judging your thoughts that go on the paper. Mm, yeah. Right? Yep. So that's, Yeah, that's exactly So right. if if you were to write that down is like the area of your life that you feel stuck in is the the output of your writing creativity and that you currently feel judgmental about your writing mm. productivity, then an exercise you could do for reframing is to do some role playing. So for example, it might be, I'm really excited to get some new ideas down on paper. And mm. then when you say that, it's like, are you, take a moment, close your eyes and think about, because I can see you smiling right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, close your eyes for a moment, Roger. I'm doing some live coaching on the side. So <laughs> you have sat down, you've managed to squirrel away some time. I don't know how, because you're such a busy dad and, 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 and hubby and an employee and a podcaster, but you have set aside the time because the writing is important to you and that mm-hmm. you have managed to put 
your judgmental stuff aside and you're like, I'm really excited. Look, I did this thing. Oh, what does it feel like in your body right now? Um, yeah, I feel, I feel kind of proud of the fact that I was able to, you know what I mean? Like if I can put some, my ideas on paper and just getting them out there, like that's like part of the problem, right? Because I feel so judgy and I feel like yeah. that's just a hurdle I would over- yeah. overcome. Yeah. So. And like such a big piece of it is, is we forget what it feels like in our bodies to accomplish the things that are important to us. Yeah. Right. And that body feeling is very much tied to emotional and physical resonance. Mm. And the number one reason why people fail with their goals is because they don't resonate with the goals that they've created. Mm. Interesting. All right. So like if, if you had told me that something that you're stuck in was the writing and the creativity. But then all I heard you were like, Oh, well, you know, uh, and then you're, I could see like your body language sort of like slumping. Then I would say, Roger, is this really a priority to you? And you'd say, no, mm. I'm like, so why are you making it a priority? Mm. So listeners, when we're coming up with goals and things like that, it, it really helps if you can identify what's important to you. So I actually broke things down and I'm going to repeat in the worksheet for episode seven. I'm going to grab this stuff from episode one, just in case you haven't done the worksheet for that episode. But here are some areas of your life that might be worthwhile taking a half an hour to an hour to examine how are, how are things going in your areas of your life? So mm. career, finances, your friends and family relationships, your personal fun levels, your romance, if that's something that's important to you, your personal health, your personal development and growth, your home environment and self-care. So what does that look like on a scale of one to 10? How are they right now? What would you like them to be? And what are your priorities with those? Right? So if you said self-care was really important, I would, I would ask you, what's important about it? What does it look like and feel like when you are taking care of yourself? Mm. What is the resonance when you have enacted goals, self-care goals, and you've been achieving them? Does it get, mm. does it get you excited? Does it get you excited to drink two liters of water every day? <laughs> well, so, I mean, this is a really good point that you're making here right because you have to kind of want to do those goals right like because i do think so here's here's the thing like i do have goals about eating healthier being healthier right because i do i mean those are things i want to accomplish too and i know those are things i have to do but i don't get excited about them if that makes sense what would what would make you excited about taking better care of your health or rather, yeah. let me let me rephrase that, Roger, um, because I know some of our listeners sometimes um, struggle with disordered eating. What would have you feel good in your body? Is it strength? Is it agility? Is it, mm. um, you know, like, what does that look like tangibly for you? Mm. Well, I mean, I think... So there's there, the motivation that I have about eating healthier and being healthier, right, is the fact that, like, I am an older dad, 
right? So my parents were a lot younger when they had me. So I'm like <laughs> I'm much older than my parents were when they had me. So like for me to be able to live a nice, healthy life that I can spend with my kids, right? And see my grandkids like that. That's important. Um, so I guess the fact of just knowing that if I stay healthy or if I eat healthier and become more healthier, then, then I can enjoy those moments with my family. I guess if that makes sense. So then when we're talking about goal setting for that particular area of your life, it's like, what is fun about doing those goals? You mm. know, like is would dancing for five to 10 minutes a day be fun for you, for you and, and your wife to just like put on some eighties, nineties tunes and just dance like idiots in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. it's, it's amazing how much just little bursts of cardio. You, you don't have to go and run a marathon to be a fit person. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's incremental changes that help us move forward. And the problem with New Year's resolutions is most people give up by week three because, you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody that shall remain nameless. And they're like, yep, and I want to lose weight. I'm like, I've known you for 30 years. You say this every flipping year. (laughs) And so if it was a priority to you, then you would do it or maybe see that there are other ways for you to achieve the feeling of that, that make it easy for you. Like what's the resonance piece? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I like that a lot. Mm. Good. I'm glad. I'm really, really glad because I mean, it's, I think that when I go to do this and I probably won't even do it for another week or so, I, I do have some things that like, I have some professional goals that I'd really like to achieve. Uh, I was coaching a client a couple of weeks ago and I noticed that when I'm coaching my male clients versus my women clients, sometimes uh, I, I find it slightly harder to read the guys because they don't necessarily want to be emotive. Mm. They don't want to tell me what's going through their heads. They, they go to their logic brain versus their emotional brain. And and I was saying to them, and, and they kept saying, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And said, well, you want objective X. And it's a big objective. And yet you are saying that the way that you're doing things is fine, is fine, is fine. What you need is a ramp to get up to X. And if you're not creating that ramp, I don't know where that's going to come from. So we have to, we have to change our actions. We have to um, set goals that do challenge us, but it challenges us in a way that gets us excited and motivated versus going, holy bleep, I have a mountain to climb. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said that because I say that all the time. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> what if? What if it was fine and there was more to it? Hmm. What if it was fine and awesome? And I just want to. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing that I want to say too is like. Um, 
I, I'm currently, I don't know, I think I'm like 280 pounds. It's not, it's not a number on the scale that I'm really super crazy about. It is, I understand why I am this, this weight and, and I understand all of the psychology behind it. You know, we started working out last February. I was feeling really great. COVID hit and then the gym's been shut down, et cetera. And obviously, if I was really motivated and it was really important to me, I would find other ways to keep being fit, right? Yeah. But it's not a priority to me. Right now, my priority was, in the year that we shall not name, um, was to find a way to make through with a smile on my face and and to have more joy. And to be honest, that was Netflix and cooking. Yeah. And that's okay, too. So yeah. you might have goals, you might move away from your goals. There's no reason to feel shame. It's just other things became priorities. And sometimes survival is the priority. Hmm. Yeah. Words no, I, words from Auntie Jean. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's important because you and I have had those conversations like off the air too mm-hmm. about the fact of just, you know, hey, you know what? We're in survival mode right now. Yeah. Like that's where we're in, right? So, um, and we'll get through this, but you know, cause yeah, we've had these conversations. I know we've had them on the air, but we always had conversations off the air too. You and I have that. We're Facebook friends now, Roger. <laughs> yeah, we're Facebook. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that is important because, um, because there are times where I'm really hard on myself where like if I don't accomplish like what I set out to do, like I get really frustrated with myself and um this last year was um I don't know it was kind of eye opening a little bit because I had to give myself some of that you know time to to allow myself to to just go on I don't want to say cruise control but you know what I mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. allow myself to survive without like holding myself too high, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you. So, you know, the behind the scenes that I worked my butt off, especially from like June onward. I yeah. hustled and I hustled hard. Anybody that follows my main Twitter channel knows that I, I talk about my clients. I talk about the testimonials. Like I'm seeing massive shifts and it's getting to the point where I'm getting a lot of word of mouth referrals because people are like, Jeans changed my life. And I'm getting these yeah. emails. I'm getting, I got Christmas gifts from some of my clients and, and people, when they were That's doing nice. their highlights of their 2020, they were like, Jean, oh, you were one of the highlights of my 2020. I'm like, Oh, you know, and every, every month that I hit a, a financial goal with the number of clients that I was able to help or the number, the amount of money that I was able to bring in, I was just like, Oh, and, and I became more and more competitive with myself. <laughs> so here's the thing though. The success that I had in December, I am not setting that as the benchmark for this coming month, right? I recognize that the success that I had in December was a result of December, right? And we can't always think that our success is going to be a hockey stick that shoots up. And that's one of the, the most insidious lies that our consumerist capitalist culture talks about is like, it has to be sustainable. You know, all goals, if they're to be long term goals need to be sustainable. 
So, you know, say, say you wanted to increase the romance in your life. This is for the lovers listening. <laughs> you know, what is, what does sustainable romance look like? Is mm. it doing, doing the dishes every day? Doing the laundry when it's your turn? Is it, is it those little acts of service? Is it giving thoughtful gifts or massage? Um, this is making me realize how good I have it. Um, and is it, is it date nights? Mm. So what is sustainable that you can do over the next couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years? Because it's not so much that you're building habits, but you're building a way of being. And ultimately, I think that's one of the reasons why diets and diet culture, um, it's like, great, you know, you could go and do a hike every single day for the rest of the year. And what's going to happen at the end of that? Well, you're either going to love the outdoors and you want to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to say, right, I did that for a year. I'm done. Yeah. And then just go back to being on the couch. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But find things that are meaningful. Yeah. Good, good, uh, yeah, good advice. Um, one thing I will say, as you were saying through this too, I think the other thing that I will say for 2020 for me was, I, I, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but it was hard to find joy in some things, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I struggled sometimes with finding joy and, and I will say like, I'm hoping 2021 is not i mean is hoping that it's a better year but but i do say i i will say like i think i think uh, i don't know i feel like some of the goals and some of the things that i had had to change and, and some of the questions i'm going to have with this too but they had to change because of the fact of what we were dealing with last yeah. last year right? i i had a client that came on board in 2019 and we worked together you know every every couple of months for a year and what ultimately they came to say in early 2020 was, you know, I don't know how long this is going to go on. I've decided that the trajectory of my business, the way that I had envisioned for it at the beginning of the year is not the trajectory that's important to me right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I want to spend more time with my spouse and, and I just want to go with the flow. So bottom line it has to be meaningful for you. And for those of you who've listened to all seven episodes now, you kind of get a picture of what my life has been like for the last couple of years. 2019, I was freaking homeless for two months. I was couch surfing. I slept on a Barca lounger for three nights in New Hampshire. Like that's not, and, and 2020 was professionally the best career year of my life. And it's, and I love doing what I'm doing and I'm helping a lot of people, but I also, there were other areas of my life that didn't get the attention. Like they say that grass grows where you water it. Mm-hmm. Crazy idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if you're pissing all yeah. over the grass, it's not going to grow. <laughs> Quit pissing on the grass. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's that's a good point, though, too. Just that you know, your your goals are going to change, mm-hmm. right, based on the situation mm-hmm. that you're in. Um, how do I know I'm setting realistic goals then? If I if I'm doing you know the goal setting, 
How do I know they're realistic? Well, first of all, I think that a you should personally know whether or not they're realistic. There's a mm. we often sort of discount that internal critic because sometimes it can be a real jerk face, and we've already said hashtag <laughs> no jerk faces. Um, yeah. If you would like to talk to somebody that whose opinion that trust that you trust that their opinion matters to you and has offered up non-judgmental caring advice. <laughs> you know why I'm putting all of these like precursors to it because not everybody's opinion should matter to you. You can talk to them about your goals. Now, here's the nice thing about hiring somebody like me. Uh, I, my job is literally to be very honest with you and mm-hmm. say, hey, first of all, is there resonance? Um, what are the smaller actionable steps that allow you to reach that goal? And what are you going to do? What behaviors are going, are you going to change or implement that will help you get to that goal? So, so that's a piece of it, right? Is to sort of figure out what is the breakdown of this goal? So if I said, okay, Roger, um, I just feel like my, my health is a priority this year. Um, and let's see. 30, I'd, I'd like to, like, if we're going to put a goal on it, I think 30 pounds, I'd like to lose 30 pounds by the end of this year. Well, one of the things you can do with a goal that has a, a measurable objective like that is say, okay, we've got four quarters in the year. Mm-hmm. And I've been meaning to share this out on Twitter for quite a while. Blair and I used to break down, first, we'd make a list of all of the things or experiences that we would like to have in a year right? Mm. So we'd like to go on a trip, we'd like to pay down a certain amount of debt, we'd like to buy, you know, replace certain things in our home, right? So we both make our list. And then we would jumble the list together, we'd merge the list. And then we would both go off and we would prioritize the things. And then we would figure out, oh, okay, these things are really important to us. Then we would put them into their appropriate quarter. Because Mm. you can't achieve everything that's important to you in quarter one. Yeah. Probably almost impossible. So for example, one year that we did it, we're like, okay, um, we'd like to go on our, on our first trip ever. Well, we're going to put that in quarter three because we actually have to save up enough money to go on this trip. We would like to pay X number of debt down per quarter. So you put that on the goal. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Then I got to break that down into months. And, and then you would have a whole separate goal thing of like, okay, I'd like to spend, um, $200 a month less. So you've got to figure out your budgeting and things like that. Maybe I'll include a budgeting worksheet. I don't know if people will find it helpful, but, um, yeah. I might, you know what? I'll include that in the downloads that one of them that's, that has worked really well for us, but breaking things down into small and meaningful steps makes it so much easier. And, um, I'm going to say that I haven't done this task for myself in a really long time, but now that my brain has been activated from the success of the last six months of, of last year, um, I don't want to lose the momentum. I don't want to lose my drive. And I already have goals for, for 2021. It's, I, I want to grow my business. I want to have a couple of corporate clients on board for like external coaching. Um, mm-hmm. And, and we also want to move back to Vancouver. And so mm. what does that look like? Well, that means in by the beginning of quarter two, we have to give notice and we have to make sure we have the money for the movers and all of these things and find a new place. And so the plan is not just 
I want to move to Vancouver. It's what are the steps? And first of all, is how important is moving to Vancouver to us? Yeah. Right. So the last thing you want to do is set goals that you feel like you have to do them because there's some expectation to do them. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking the same thing because, you know, especially, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to this again over and over again, but coming out of such a dark year, you know, I think being motivated to do certain things might be hard too, right? Yeah. So if you set those small things at first. I'm so glad you said that because that's the last thing I think people should be doing is going, okay, 2020 is over. Ah, it's over. It's over. Um, I'm going to do all the things now and then, and, yeah. and still not recognize how burned out they are. Yeah. Like, so here's the thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I took two weeks off from client calls. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to get caught up because I hired an assistant. I pay mm. a certain amount of money for my assistant every month. If I don't use her hours, I still paid for them. And mm. and I am like, I'm Scottish. I am so cheap. I am yeah. fairly certain that she got paid for extra time. And, and I just went, I'm going to embrace that I got the value that I needed. Mm. So first I needed to see her differently. But I also wanted to recognize that the last two weeks of where I have been sloth like, it's okay. Because I was burned out. Yeah. And the burnout is an accumulation. And it's not that I don't love my work. It's just I really needed that time for restoration. So that's why I'm coming back to what I said at the very beginning. If your New Year's, if your Tabula Rasa, if your John Travolta reads, if your Travolta <laughs> reads doesn't start until March or April, that is okay. There's nothing that says you have to radically change your life January 1st. Because we all know that's bullshit anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, it is funny to see, because I, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot too, but it is funny to see, you know, once 2021 hit, it was like, this is it. We, you know, we like, ah, well, I mean, let's let's face We've it. We've got recovery to do. Over. We've yeah, got recovery yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, like the last yeah. the last four years have been rolling trauma for anybody that yeah. pays attention to the news. It's been rolling trauma after rolling trauma. So we need to give ourselves permission to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. So hua, right? Heard, understood, acknowledged. Yeah. So we hear that we want to make a change. We understand that we are going to be the ones that make the change. But we also have to acknowledge that we might be burned out, that we might have really big goals. And I'll also say this other thing that I've noticed in conversation is because the burnout or even the depression, the mental illness um, that has been affected by all of this, envisioning transformation is so hard. Mm. And that's something that we haven't talked about on Twitter is for some people, goal setting seems so unfathomable because they are in such a deep state of depression, anxiety, and burnout. So I'm not saying that you have to change who you are because your friend might be feeling that way. But just recognize that not everybody is like, okay, I'm ready to go. Put me in coach. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think there's, I think if we can do a future episode on this, but like, 
I mean, I think we can tie into, you know, games, grit and gratitude, but the ability to grieve, right? Mm. And, um, cause I listened to, I was listening to this NPR program and I, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who the guest was, but he was a grief, like expert in grief. And, um, and it would be interesting. I mean, we, we can talk about that another time because that's not, I mean, there is some parts to it here, but I do, I think we should ta- have an episode of like, how yeah. do you overcome grief? And it could be grief of loss of a family. It could be grief of loss of income, loss of a job, loss of something. I, right? I, you know like, what? I really love that you've mentioned that. And maybe you could throw that up on our spreadsheet that we have. Yeah. Um, because I tentatively, tentatively have the next episode called friend, foe or schmo. Uh, networking and um, but I do want to get back to that whole episode of um, exposing some of the horrible people that have that we've hired and brought on I literally was just talking to somebody over DM earlier today about how they were wrecked last year because of some some trauma that happened at their studio they had to walk away from a project and from people that they thought they cared about and they were deeply hurt and and there's grief there there's yeah. like there's the betrayal and there's the emotion and and all I could say to them was, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you. It's happened to me too. And I'm not trying to like pamp out the podcast, but I'm like, if you want to hear about how I got through it, then you can, you know, take a listen because that is the whole point of why I wanted to do this podcast and and why grit is such an important piece of it is we all survive these things. Um, it is hard and it is ugly. I, I have clients that I've helped this year that have not find work yet. Um, I would love it if every single person that I work with gets a job, that would be amazing, but that's not always the case or they're, they're struggling. And I think it's really important that we give ourselves a lot of self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And so maybe self-compassion could be on people's resolution list if it's not something that they already practice is yeah. to, to sit there and acknowledge those emotional pieces is when do you feel angry or frustrated? It means somebody has stepped on your values and that's a moment for you to stop and go, what values are being stepped on? Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think we should have a separate episode on that because there's, there's a lot that we can dig into with that, but there is, there's, I mean, the reason I brought that up, because I do think there is something with, you know, when you're setting goals for yourself, you have to realize, like you just said, right. You have to realize that there is, you know, some self-reflection of what you just went through and Mm -hmm. you have to let yourself deal with that. So, well, and also, you know, sometimes goals don't work out. I mean, it's, yeah. there are people who start up studios, their studio goes along for a couple of years, even a couple, like maybe a decade or so. And then for reasons unknown, if things don't work out and their project gets canceled or their studio goes under, like that's a loss. It's a loss of relationships. It's a loss of, you know, potential future earnings. And then, but it's also the loss of who you believed yourself to be in the future. And so there's the grieving of the future as well as the grieving of the present. And not to mention, we're bringing all of our emotional baggage with us in all of it. And so 
if we aren't emotionally doing the processing work and we set ourselves up for these expectations, it's like benchmarking yourself um, appropriately. Uh, Well, and, and, and actually that, that goes into my next question here because of the benchmarking and miles setting milestones and such. So, you know, it sounds like, like you said, you know, you can use set up quarterly, you can set up, you know, shorter ones too, but like just starting at a quarterly basis of saying, okay, if you have this lofty goal, put them into the, where you think they would fit into with each quarter and then track that. What do you do when you start missing milestones though? Do you just throw that whole goal out of the window? Do you have to adjust? Like what, what do you do? Or do you just realize maybe that's not a priority of yours? Oof. Ah, goodness gracious. You're triggering things for me, Roger. Um, so, so here's the thing. Uh, God, it just me to have to be honest. Um, you know that I have this game that's like horribly overdue and I've got an email out to the, the owners of the IP going, Hey, this is the new deadline. This is, this is what's going to work for us. We're waiting to hear back. It may or may not fly. Um, and, and I had set goal after goal to, to finish writing this project. But the technology is far behind because of our platform and, and whatnot. So everything is delayed. And you sort of have to sit there and go, is this important to me? Hmm. If it is not important to you, you need to let it go. You need to let it go and be at peace with it. Right? And it doesn't mean that it doesn't get to come around another time. But what it means is you are giving yourself space and permission to pursue other things. And I also want to say that when you give your space and permission to do other things, it is also okay to experience joy for doing those other things. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is the shudder in our brain, the shitty shudder, goes, well, you should be doing this and you didn't do this. And so what they try to do is they try to deflect from the joy or the success of the thing that you're currently working on. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a fun December. I came up with an idea for a crazy ass app. Uh, <laughs> it was like a sexy Santa Claus. It was augmented reality. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we put it together really quick. I didn't get a lot of downloads because I think Twitter was sort of hobbling the algorithm because I had the word sexy in there. Mm. That's my theory mm. because the, yeah. the early testers were all like, Oh my God, this is so fun. This is so hot. <laughs> but you know, in the, in the couple of weeks of developing this app, instead of working on this game that is very overdue, I realized and remembered what it was like to have fun again. Mm. And I was not shaming myself for taking a break. Yeah. So it's super important that when you find yourself slipping on those things is to take a break, reevaluate, and give yourself permission to do other things. You can always come back and pick it up. Mm. Right? It's yep. it's not, oh, um, and I come back to this, the food thing and, and people's mindfulness. It's like, oh, well... I, I haven't done any, I haven't drank water in two days. So I'm just going to like give it up. You know, I was going to hydrate mm. for the whole year. And now I'm just going to go back to my horrible ways. Cause I'm a horrible person. Cause that's like, that's a lot of shame in there. Yeah. So, yeah. so if we go back to that reframing tool is, you know, my, my body and my mind feel really great 
when I am drinking water. When I am not properly hydrated, I don't feel great. How, what, what's going on there? Yeah. So what is the sabotage piece in there? Because I am a chronically underhydrated person and I know how good <laughs> yeah. I feel when I do these, these things that are good for my body. So yeah. there's a little piece of you that enjoys torturing yourself. Hmm. So get curious. Don't, yeah. don't avoid asking yourself those questions because for a lot of people it's, and I'm not talking about like the weight loss or the physical fitness goals. Cause that's the one that typically comes up for the new year is, is it because you don't believe that you deserve success? Hmm. Interesting. And where does that come from? And you tell that noise to F off. <laughs> Cause you listeners, lovers and friends are deserving of success in your business in your career, in your health, in your friendships, in your romances, you know, in your self-care, you deserve all of those good things. Hmm. Don't let anyone tell, if anybody tells you that you don't deserve it, just delete, delete and block, treat them, hmm. treat them like Twitter, mute and block. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, that, also kind of made me think of too I think I think this happens a lot. So I read this book and I it was a while back, but it was about leadership, but this deals with goal setting too. Um but they talked about sel- sunk cost. So <laughs> the fact that you <laughs> you know, like cuz cuz I think a lot of people feel like, well, I spent so much time into this now I feel like I have to do this, but sometimes it's okay just to cut your losses and say, you know what? It's, this is, this is fine. There's opportunity. The yeah. opportunity cost that I have to do something else is greater than the amount of sunk costs that I put into yep. this already. And that's yep. fine. You know, I've had people tell us that we should walk away from the Charlene Harris project because we've, mm. it's emotionally got us all wrapped up. And listen, if they, they turn around and they say, you've had too much time, we're not happy. Um, my friends and family investors are not going to be terribly thrilled, but I like to think that the success that we've had in the last year, can can defray some of that feeling because we're working yeah. on other projects and it's at the same time I I really do would like to see it finished right yeah. but yeah if I chose or if they chose for us to part ways over this project and we've sunk a lot of money and time and emotional energy into it uh we would still recover we yeah. would still recover i used to think and i think i've maybe said this on a, a few episodes ago or on another podcast i used to think that if we somehow failed on this project that the games industry would think we were losers you know what i've come mm. to realize this is this is what experience brings you i've come to realize that there are so many canceled projects out there that never even get uttered so you don't even get the chance to grieve and yeah. listen you can always repurpose your experience into something else. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you're doing, um, I've run a half marathon. I ran a half marathon at 230, 240 pounds. Great. What does that mean? It means I can run one again. I believe in myself. Even if it was 10 years ago, because lordy lordy, it was 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> 14, actually. And But I learned how to do it. And I won't ever lose that yeah 
So the steps that you make, if you decide to come back to a goal three, six, two, three, four years later, whatever, um, you will still be further ahead if you had tried than if you had never tried at all. When you set goals, do you have any techniques that you use? So like I, I, like the most common one is a smart, right? So yes, for specific M for measurable, whatever, you know, all the rest of the letters, but do you use any kind of techniques when you set goals? I think it's uh, yes. I make a list and then I forget about it and then I get disappointed with myself. (laughs) (laughs) What I am doing this year is I am getting myself onto Trello. Okay. So I am, and this is, so I have like five master lists right now because I'm running two businesses and I also, I have two books that I want to work on for next year. I want to continue the podcast. (laughs) Like the 2021 ambitions for Gina are pretty insane. (laughs) There's so much that I am capable of doing that I would like to do. So first I am organizing them all into tasks and prioritizing them. And obviously there's only so much that I can do. So I am looking for other people that are going to help me. So I've outsourced some of the work that I'm doing. And the other piece of it is like for my personal goals, it's, uh, I noticed that I got so focused on my business in the last six months, I really wasn't thinking about me. Mm. And that's what the last two weeks has really shown me is like, where is Jean in all of this? And it is, it's easy for you to throw yourself into your work. <laughs> Roger, Roger, I'm pointing my fingers at you. Um, <laughs> it's so easy for us to throw our, our, our lives into our work because we love it so much. Mm-hmm. But we need to make sure that we're building time for ourselves because that's how we end up at burnout. So I, I very much admire the people that I see that do gardening or they, they go for walks and like somebody goes for walks in the freaking Swiss Alps and posts pictures because they live <laughs> close to the Swiss Alps. So they're like, yeah. here's me on the Alps this weekend. I'm like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Um, no, but I really do. I love it when people post pictures like that because I'm like, oh, you know what? I forgot what it's like to not be on my phone, not be at my desk, not be on the couch. Mm-hmm. So you can't throw yourself a hundred percent into one thing because that means there's no percent left for other things. Yeah. And yeah. I really do want to, um, I've started like actually putting stuff on my calendar. So meal breaks. I know that seems mm. silly, but meal yeah. breaks was something that I was neglecting to do. Yeah. And so I would taking on too many clients, wasn't taking time for myself. And then I would be a burnt out stress bubble by Saturday night. Mm. So if you have to put it on your calendar that you're going for a half hour walk, put it on your calendar. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of people that do that and I need to probably do stuff like that too, just because you're right. Because the fact that it's like, well, um, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. Tomorrow never comes. (laughs) There's only ever today. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I think that's a really good point. I mean, it sounds weird to say like, I need to schedule like, you know, walk time. I need to schedule, you know, food time. Have you ever, um, have you ever heard of Flight of the Concords? Do you know them? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I, I've heard of them. I mean, I, I don't know if I've so listeners for a LARF. If you want to, you can go and do a search. Uh, I believe the song called um, "Business Time." Okay, and it's basically Jermaine Clements. He's like, "Oh, it's business time," because <laughs> it's like it's Wednesday night or something, and he's like, uh-huh. "Oh, she's wearing her business socks," because <laughs> he knows he's gonna get lucky. Listen, if you have to put yeah. a romantic time on your calendar to make sure that you are being mindful, yeah. So resolutions, you know what resolutions are? That's just code for mindfulness. Yeah. Right. And yeah, grass will grow where you water it. So where are you watering it with your time? Mm. What are you putting time into? I will tell you, it really was very sad when, when the gym downstairs shut down because we were doing cardio three times a week. I was getting hot and sweaty and I was using that rowing machine. I felt like a badass. And I thought, yeah, 2020 is my year, mothers. Yeah, um, yeah. I look forward to getting back into that. And and I'll tell you, Roger, if we move to Vancouver, when we move to Vancouver, depending on the type of house that we get, I might just get myself a rowing machine. I mm. I loved it that much. Yeah. I want to have like guns like Linda Hamilton. <laughs> right? Nice. Le- yeah. Listeners, that's how old I am. Linda Hamilton is my buff body. <laughs> Maybe I should say like J-Lo because she's got a pretty smoking hot bot as well. Um, yeah. And then the other thing that I want to say to people, you know, when you're talking about making smart goals, so it's specific, measurable, attainable. Uh, I think it's realistic and time specific. And so I want to throw yeah. out that realistic thing. I really think it's about resonance. Mm. Is this a goal that is resonant to you? So saying I want to lose weight. Okay, let's let's unpack that. Okay, fine. If that's your goal, fantastic. Good for you. What would it feel like to be at a actually let's not say lose weight. Let's let's say get fit. So what does get fit mean to you? What does that look like? What does that feel like? What what can you imagine it feel like in your body? Um what are the steps that you're going to take? How often are you going to take them? What is the duration of those things? What are the, what's the equipment that you need? Like, let's get bi- very specific rather than just going, I want to get fit. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I'm going to get fit because I'm going to do 15 minutes of, um, I don't know, planking. I'm going to plank for five minutes a day. Uh, okay, great. You're, you're plank, planker us. Go for it. <laughs> you know, every, every yeah. Tuesday will be plank day. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, but it's, if we can't, like, I have a goal that by April 1st, I will have two AAA studios hire me as an external coach. Hmm. And I have a number, like a, a a monthly contract number in my head, which I don't have to say on the podcast here, but it's a, it's a, it's a good number. And it would be comparable to what other coaches get paid in the industry. But that is my goal. So what does that mean? That means in quarter one, I have to do the work to do the contacts, to get the meetings, to get them to say yes, so that I have a contract in place for April 1st. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a very specific mm-hmm. goal. I already know the companies that I want to work with. And so we have to do the legwork to get to that point. Yeah. So if, yeah. if you have a goal to pay down debt, it's like, okay, 
where's that money going to come from? Uh, what, what things do you need to do to increase your income or decrease your spending? Like we have to be realistic and we can't just say, I want a thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, one thing that I'll say in it, and, and I mean, we'll wrap this up with, with, you know, this discussion here, but I think, um, somebody, one of us, a, a, a friend of mine and actually somebody that follows you as well posted on, on, on Twitter about how somebody, she, she, she doesn't like it. And she's, she's heard this a lot of, well, you're so lucky. You're so lucky that you got this. You're so lucky you got this. And there's, you know, and she said, yeah, I, there's, there's obviously the, the, the point of privilege, right? Mm-hmm. There is the privilege piece, but she said, I worked my butt off for what I got. Right. And, and, and I've had this too, where people said to me, well, I just want to do what you do. And it's like, but what do you know of what I do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you know, I set goals for myself, right? And I worked my butt off and and I will say um I don't know. It <laughs> it it surprises me when people say one like, "Oh, you're so lucky." Because I don't think I'm a lucky person. I just think that, you know, I the choices that I made, the the goals that I set for myself is where I, why I got where I'm at today. Listen, right? you know that I have worked with something close to 200 people this in the past year. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of pro bono work that um, probably stretched me at times. I think that's where, you know, between balancing paid clients and pro bono clients, I, I really did a number on myself, but I don't regret any of it. I love it. And, yeah. but I worked my ass off and yeah. If somebody were to say, and so like in my head, I was doing this whole thing of like, am I deserving of what I have? Um, And and what drives me to continue to do more pro bono work is like, it's a little bit of this, like, while you have so much, you should give back. It's like, but you have to also have to fill up your own cup. You have to fill up your own cup and not give so much of yourself to other people that it completely leaves no room for you. And so that is the whole self care piece of it is making sure that yes, you're, you're meeting these external goals that you have for yourself, whether it's the health, the career, um, your romantic life and like how you engage with the external world, but also this piece of what is good for you? What is filling your cup so that you are not burned out so that you can experience joy fully? And, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about, and I think this is a great way to wrap up is think about what your, what are your rewards? When you achieve a goal, what is the internal or external validation that motivates you? Uh I'll tell you, um, when I, so I have a monthly income goal that I need to bring in to be able to support my house and my, my other company. And when I hit that, that's when I start doing the call out for my pro bono clients, because now I know my cup is full for the month and I have a space and, and the mental, um, the mental cups, I guess, to, to take on other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. When I hit a bigger goal, like when I really surpassed that goal back in September, I was like, if I hit goal plus X, then I'm going to buy myself something nice. I haven't bought myself nothing, anything nice in a long time. And I hit that goal and I was like, holy shit, I get to buy myself something nice. <laughs> yeah. And at Christmas, it was like, I almost doubled what I did in September. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's I'm going to splurge a little bit. I'm going to splurge a little bit. And, mm. and I'm not going to, and I'm going to tell myself it's okay. Right? So yeah, yeah. set your goals. 
check in with the resonance, make sure that they're specific and meaningful and that you space them out in an achievable way. Create your support team. You know, are these, are these goals that you can achieve on your own? Do you need, do you need a coach? Do you need a friend? Do you need an accountability buddy? What does that look like? Check in with yourself. Be kind. It's okay to fail. You can start again. It's okay to grieve and it's totally okay to not be okay. Yeah. So tabula rasa, Travolta reads, (laughs) whatever you want, you can start that blank slate any day of this year. And if you are still recovering from last year and you don't want to start 2021 resolutions until December 31st, that's okay too. We just want you to, we want to celebrate that you're still here. You survived. And if you need to catch your breath, we'll be waiting. Nice. So listeners, Roger, let's wrap up with our wonderful gratitude. What are you grateful for? Mm. Well, I'm grateful for the fact that... um, you know, this, this, uh, well, this past year was a lot of fun. And I know 2020 certainly was a difficult year. Um, it was difficult for me in some senses of, of, you know, my, <laughs> so, I mean, are we isolated? You know, we worked really hard to stay safe, but we were safe. And, but it was great to do this podcast with you. So, like, I was very, like, that was one thing I was very grateful for the last 20. Last for 2020 last year was the fact that we got to do this podcast. How cool is that? So I had so much fun and I'm still having fun. Yeah. You know, as much as, as much as I would like to just sit on my couch and do nothing. Um, <laughs> because technically I'm not working for another couple of days, but yeah, you know, you are definitely one of the highlights of my 2020. Oh, and, thank you. you know, it's, I, I belong to a Facebook group called the FEMPS and it's for female entrepreneurs. And every Friday they have what's called hashtag lady brag Friday. And so I haven't said anything in probably uh, almost close to a year. I think I bragged when I got that scholarship earlier in, in 2020 for GDC and I never got to go, but no, no. you know, I was like, I'm going to brag. I am going to brag. And, and so I was like, listen, I was homeless last year for two months and I, turn this into a speaking tour because girls got to hustle and, you know, to turn around from being homeless last year and going through a lot of ugliness with my family and my dad passing to pivoting after COVID and losing some really promising things and then having them be impacted by COVID and then turning around and helping 200 people this year is insane. And I'm just, I'm so blessed and grateful that I get to do what I love, that it's meaningful to people, that people have got their first jobs, better jobs, promotions, new houses. I've saved some marriages, you know, and it's just because I sit there and I listen and I ask them right questions so that they can create the space because the coaching is meaningful to them. And it resonates with them. And that's what they're doing for self-care. Yeah. And and to me, it's just wild that I get paid to do something I love so much. And, 
And so like, I'm so freaking grateful and I can't wait to do more of it this year. I've got really big plans for the games industry and the games community. Um, so thank you all for listening. And I hope, I hope that you're enjoying the worksheets. I haven't even put up worksheet for number six yet. So I guess I'll work on that. Um, I'll work on it. Yep. You'll get it. You'll get it. But episode seven's <laughs> worksheet will go up probably before episode six. <laughs> and because I've already got that ready to go, but. Thank you all for listening. And Roger and I would like to wish you a wonderful welcome to a new year. And it is a blank slate each and every day if you choose. Good night. Mm